Let us begin our service in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our scripture reading is found in James, the first chapter, and we'll be reading verses 12 to 15. That's Jane, James chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. And we read in Jesus' name. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Amen. Let us bow our heads in order of prayer. Almighty God, we come before you this evening thankful for this time that you give us to prepare our hearts for the celebration of Christmas. We pray your blessing upon us this evening. We pray that you would give us strength to resist the evil one and to so praise you in, in this life according to your will. Oh, Father, we pray your blessing on our services here tonight. We ask that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to receive your precious word. We pray that you would guide us with your spirit and bless us. We pray for those who are on our prayer list. We know that you know each and every one of them, and we ask, O oh Lord, make haste to help them. We pray also for those who mourn and are suffering loss. We remember the family and friends of Lucas Salguero and pray that you would make haste to comfort those who grief is passing. We commend him into it. Your will would be done. Dear Father, we ask that your blessing would be, be upon our nation and our leaders, upon those who protect us and keep us safe, even upon those who cause problems in the world, we pray with the hymn writer, God bless our foes and cause all eyes to see that peace, O Christ, can only come from thee. Lord, we commend this service into your fatherly care and pray that having done so, you would grant us your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now hear us, Lord, as together we pray that most perfect prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
I bring you greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is found in Mark chapter 7, and we'll be reading verses 1 to 23. And we read in Jesus' name. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashen hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews except they wash their hands oft, eat not, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold, as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said unto them, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye shall say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is Corban, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. And ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand, there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he saith unto them, are ye so without understanding also? Do ye, do ye not perceive that whatsoever things from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the draught, purging all the meats. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, your word. We pray, sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had a really cool experience uh, in October. I got to volunteer for Chloe's kindergarten classes as they um, celebrated Halloween. And uh, my job was to just kind of play with Chloe in whatever game that she wanted to play and kind of just help the teacher keep order in the classroom. And one of the games that they were playing was um, they had a whiteboard set up with a, you had to blindfolded put the nose on the jack-o'-lantern in the right spot. And um, it was really cute because the teacher would make a big show about spinning the kids, but then at the very end she'd stop and point them in the right direction that they have to go. 
Um, whereas most of the time when you see those kinds of games played, you're spun around and then you have no orientation as to what direction or what way and you just kind of have to try to make it on yourself. But she, she kind of aimed them and shot them at the right spot and it was great. It'd be like trying to do a, um, without that, it'd be like trying to do a maze without knowing where the start and where the finish was. It wasn't long after that that we did the corn maze and were able to get through that, but all the while you kind of have to have the right starting point or you're going to get lost pretty fast. And this is kind of the problem that the Pharisees have in our text, is they're not starting out from the right spot. You see, in the beginning of our text, it, we're told by Mark that the Pharisees and all the Jews, that they follow what's called the tradition of the elders. Now, we think when we hear this, we think, oh, that's sweet. They do what their elders taught them. And that's kind of what it means. But it, this isn't the traditions like we have where um, maybe we uh, have certain foods on certain days or do certain activities at certain times, like we all have holiday traditions and things like that. This is more of an authoritative tradition. You see, the Jews believed that their oral law was the tradition of the elders. They had the Ten Commandments that God gave, but they also had this oral law. And this oral law, according to them, was given at the same time as the Ten Commandments, but it wasn't to be written down, it was just to be kept. And that's why Jesus is so scathing when he rebukes them, because they, what they'd actually done is they'd held this oral law, this tradition of the elders, up above what God's law says. And so when Jesus rebukes them, he rebukes them because they had this, this oral law actually gave them loopholes in the Ten Commandments. So he says, you guys worship me in vain. Um, Isaiah spoke well when he said that, because you preach his doctrine, the commandments of men. That is, as the right teaching that everybody ought to follow, that should only be from God, but you teach the commandments of men as doctrine. And he goes and explains the situation that they had. Um, it was accepted practice among them that you knew you had to take care of your folks when they got old. You had to honor your father, and taking care of them monetarily was the way that you did that. You gave them a place to live. You helped them when they were too old to help themselves. But what the Pharisees had done is the oral law gave them a loophole. If your parents needed help, you could declare however much money you have as Corbin or as a gift for the temple. And then you're released from your obligation of taking care of your parents. And so Jesus rebukes them scathingly. And he tells them that you have to understand there is nothing outside of a man that can defile him. That is to say, make him unclean. Not not washing your hands. None of those things can defile you. The things that defile you are the things that come out of you. The things that are inside you defile you. The Jews' starting point was, we're good. We've got it all figured out. It's those things out there that can come and make us unclean. But Jesus said, oh no, you're starting at the wrong spot, so you're never going to finish this. Because it's not the things that go in you that make you unclean. It's the things that come out. That's what defiles people. You see, our heart is deceitfully wicked. The devil, he seeks to stop us from doing God's will by twisting God's word. This is what we talked about week one. The world tries to do it by by making us believe that this is all there is, that this is the end all, be all. And so we might as well...
and our flesh, it, it's kind of like we buy into both things. Our flesh seeks to tempt us by twisting God's word and by enjoying this life as if it's the only life we have. And it does so because it wants to be God. It wants to be the one who says what's right, wrong, good, bad, true, or false. It wants to be the final authority. Luther observed that these three were our enemies because they seek to hinder God's will from being done among us. And in our text, we see the Pharisees, we see that sinful nature in them doing that very thing. Because here Jesus is among them. He is teaching and helping them. And yet they latch on to the fact that his disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate. And that was their big commandment. You see what the Pharisees had done. Who is it that twists God's word? Who is it that says God has said when God has not said? And yet the Pharisees were teaching as doctrine, the thing, this is what God says. You can't eat without first washing your hands. You see what the sinful flesh does. It tries to take the place of God, exactly like the devil and exactly like the world. And so Jesus tells them, no, no, it's not the things that go in you that defile you. It's actually the things that come out because you are by nature sinful and unclean. So Jesus shows them that their oral law is trash and all it really does is weaken what God has said. It's not the things out there that make us unclean. We're unclean because of what is in our heart. And what do the scriptures say that is in our heart? A lot of times you'll hear people joke around and say, well, follow your heart. But that's really not good advice biblically. Because Jesus says, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murder, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. You see, we're not unclean because of what we eat or what goes in us. We're unclean because of what we have already inside us, because of what proceeds out of our sinful flesh, our sinful heart. Evil thoughts and evil deeds, that is the fruit of the flesh. You heard James. When you're tempted to sin, you can't blame God and say, God is tempting me. No, but when we're tempted to sin, it's because we're led astray by our own sinful desires and lusts. And so you see how our flesh is our enemy. How our flesh wants to prevent God's will from being done among us. But Jesus doesn't leave us there, does he? This is the most important thing that he gives us. He gives us his absolution, where he forgives us, even though we are sinful and unclean. And he changes us, and he makes us holy. He joins us to himself. And he works within us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And when we find those evil thoughts in our heart, we don't bottle them up. We don't pretend they're not there. We confess them and we repent and believe the gospel. And that is how the Lord works to prepare our hearts through contrition and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. 
Oh Lord, we come before you this evening praying that you would continue your work of undoing the things that would seek to prevent your will from being done, done among us. Foil the devil when he seeks to twist your word. Foil the world as it seeks to draw our eyes from the eternal and on to this life. And foil our own sinful flesh as it seeks to do both. Refresh us this Christmas season that we may see you with eyes unclouded by these enemies, that we may celebrate the birth of your dear son, Jesus Christ, and so live in this miserable world according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sunday, December 24th, worship service at 10.30, Christmas Eve service at 7 p.m., then on Christmas Day, December 25th, worship service at 10.30, and then this coming Sunday, caroling at the Mills Manor at 9.30. Okay. Are you going to meet here at, at the church? Yeah, we'll meet at church and then we'll walk over there. Okay, meet here at the church before that. Volunteers are needed, including adults. With school out next week and your teenagers are looking for something to do,
Uh, Spruce Grove is a youth weekend coming up. Uh, its uh, theme is Romans 4-7, Forgiven. The uh, weekend for New Year's, December 28th through December 31st, youth age 14 and older are invited. Cost is $20 per person with a max of 40 per family. Hope to see you in Wolf Lake. If you want more information, give me a call. Uh, coffee served following this last song. <laughs> 